So a sleepy time good would, is like your teddy bear. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for another episode of Video Games Hot Dog. Mm-mm. Video Games The Hot Dog. The podcast about video game Hot the, Dog. Hot Dog. The Hot Dog How you guys podcasts. Been? Been, been all right. How have you been? Good. It has yeah. been uh, it has been four days yes. since our last since confession. Our last confession. <laughs> Forgive me, Father. I have played very few video games. Uh, but we did go. Uh, we did get a tour of Chinatown. Oh yeah, Francisco. we went to a fortune cookie factory it, today. We totally did. Yeah. It was so great. Oh my god! Did they let they you have, write one? They didn't. But <sighs> we we like both of us were like, oh, I so want to like go back to the office, print out a sheet of paper, cut uh-huh. it up, and come back oh, here. Oh, when you said I so want to, I thought you were going to say ejaculate into that vat of fortune cookie dough. Oh. God, no. Man. I thought we were on the same page here. No. Oh, man. Uh, but Riff, the machine... Well, fine, I'll go back by myself. The machine for <laughs> making fortune cookies is so awesome. It yeah. is... So, <clears throat> you know those, like, hotel um, waffle iron things that's like a like a little handle that opens and closes and you pour the waffle batter yeah, in there sure. and, like, you flip it over? Yeah, and, and you just, thing. like, always wish that all of these other people who are down there eating breakfast would leave so you can <laughs> fuck it. Right. <laughs> so, you, uh... They have, imagine a, like, machine that has, like, 50 of those, but they're, like, small, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, three-inch diameter things, and, uh, like, I think it is automatically pouring the batter in and then going around being baked, and it comes around, and it's still soft. <laughs> <laughs> still soft, and the machine opens each little drawer for you, and it usually, like, sticks to the top, and, the like, a, a, little, a little old Chinese lady grabs it, and she sticks a fortune in it, and then she bends it a very specific way and puts it in a little cooling rack, and then it's a fortune cookie. Uh, it's magical. It's super great. Nice. Yeah, we bought a bag of fresh uh, fortune cookies, and they taste way better. They don't taste like staleness. Hmm. It's great. I, can I like stale I like stale fortune cookies. You like stale food, though. That's true. <laughs> no, I don't like stale You like stale chips. angel food cake? I, okay, but saying... Okay, saying angel food cake and generalizing out to food is a, there's a name for that fallacy. I think it's the angel food cake fallacy. <laughs> if I remember play, my Bertrand Russell correctly, I'm gonna play devil's food cake uh, advocate. Advocate. Yeah. Um, but yeah. They, they, he handed. We went in and he handed us some just discs of uh, yeah of fla- Un- flatties unfolded unfolded uh, cookies flatties they call them. This, is that what? And that's what Sean claims they call them. Okay. Except he says there's a Mandarin word for it. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're, yeah, they're just like a disc. Yeah. Like a little puck. A fortune puck. <laughs> we mostly ate uh, Szechuan food and had a bunch of dumplings. There was a, a dish that I'm not sure I'm okay with this. It was a dish that was a plate piled high oh. with peppers. It was but crazy. You weren't supposed to eat the peppers. Yeah. And you just had to dig through the peppers to get the pieces of chicken out of it. Huh. Uh, That's like a, a lot of fucking treasure peppers. hunt food. Yeah, it's like like imagine that the peppers were sand and the pieces of chicken were like a skull that you'd buried in the sand. I'm trying to give I'm trying to think of like a relative proportions too cuz there was there were probably three times as many peppers volume-wise as there was. Yeah, so like imagine a basketball filled with peppers. Yeah. With eight With golf balls ball. of chicken inside it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was weird. It was like a strange. It's a. It's and a if you hold it at arm's length, your face is like the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I'm wondering if those peppers are used for other things and then used for that dish. Oh, so that basically here's here's your chicken in a pile of garbage is what you're saying. So we've <laughs> well, used the peppers for what garbage. we're going to use them for, <laughs> yeah. and now we're going to discard them by serving them to yeah. these gaijin on a plate. Yeah. I don't think gaijin is. I learned the word for outside. I learned. I asked. Oh, uh, yeah. I asked our friend who was taking us around what the what the what he's he he he's he not Mandarin. Mandarin. He's oh, he's Mandarin. He's speaks Mandarin. Cantonese. Uh, what and the a word lot of the people for, in Chinatown apparently speak Cantonese for some. Okay. I don't so know I asked what him the, what the their equivalent of gringo or you know uh, yeah. cracker was, and he told me, but I don't remember it. Wu Fei or something. No, it was lol lol why. <laughs> Okay. Lol. Yeah. Lol whitey. More like. That's what they say. Lol okay. whitey. Yeah. Well, Get out of here. You don't know how fortune cookies I work. I don't. My, my memory. I I took a half a semester of Chinese in college. And I could not. Like, that is one of the, one of the two classes that I dropped in college because I just couldn't handle it. It was so hard. Um, we were expected by the end of that first semester to have memorized 250 characters. Wow. And my brain just filled up at about 60. I just couldn't do it anymore. You would need some really heavy-duty mnemonics, I bet. I, but How do like, you mnemonic a picture? Yeah, it's like... By these turning like, it into a different picture. Some of them, Some of them you could do that for, but a lot of them, like... That just didn't have anything like th- it's like there are parts of some characters that are used in other things and maybe like eventually you start to see those patterns but mm. riff but- i'm asking uh, for a friend what if everything looks like a dick how do you how do you use visual mnemonics like that because you'd be like oh okay like a dick okay this is like a dick what about different <laughs> dicks dicks on different people or yeah things. and or like you oh know, this is like a dick on a mailbox elephant sure, dick. sure or yeah. this is a this dick is like wearing, a dick in a waffle th- this one is a dick, dick a wearing box. a cowboy hat and yeah. this one is a dick wearing a sombrero wait are not all dicks wearing cowboy hats <laughs> no you've got it backwards uh all things wearing cowboy hats are dicks <laughs> this, uh, is, this is a private dick this is uh what was the what's a that dick? What's the, what's the difference between this is a joke that you tell a policeman? What's the difference between a bee and a police car? On a bee, the prick is on the outside. Mm. Okay, that would be funny if you ever referred to a bee as prick. I mean, if you're not like gonna fuck a bee. I heart fuck a bee. <laughs> that was that <laughs> movie by David O. Russell. It's it's about how much he likes having sex with a bee. This is pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, have you guys played any video games or done anything interesting besides uh, video I games? I did some Legoing. What oh, kind yeah? of Legoing? Yeah. I got the... Uh, they did a... It's currently like exclusive to Lego club members only, but oh. they did a Lego set of the uh, pirate ship from the movie. And it is super awesome. It's like, oh, from the Lego movie. I yeah. wish that it was just a pirate ship and not a weird robot pirate ship, though. Honestly, like, because I, I kind of I decided not to buy it because I d- was not interested in it. I don't, I don't know where you're getting the robot from. It. I mean, the the captain is a robot guy, but the ship is pretty basic ship. Is it? Yeah, it's super elaborate. I mean, it's got like a turbine on in the back, or yeah, not, like not a, a turbine. It's got like robot. a propeller at the under the water line, I suppose. 
but it is it is mainly pirate ship and it's a super awesome one because it's a super awesome lego set because it's almost entirely built out of like detail bits and and all the little griblies or whatever you call them it's crazy elaborate Grip, it's griblies huh I, don't, I forget what the technical lego term is but it's something like griblies what are you talking about though you know, like the little fiddly detail bits on a thing that, that make it more visually interesting. Oh, the fiddly gribblies. Like yes. filigree? Like. Yes. Like. <laughs> like you, okay, so you know, like on the side of like a spaceship, they, they have you put all the extra little dots and grills and tubes. Yes. And yes. That's, that's it's all I'm, tubes. Yes, that's what I'm describing. Dots and grills and tubes. Do they have, like, barnacles? There are some things that might be barnacles. It's hard. I mean, at Lego resolution, it's not entirely easy to tell. Okay. You were right about the Lego movie. It was a delight. Oh, sure is. Have you seen it multiple times in theaters, Riff? No, I haven't. In theaters now? Just the once. Kevin, you gotta go see it. I know. I'm bad at going to see movies in theaters, though. Yeah. It's just not a thing I think of to do, and me and the lady uh, are always so busy. Mm-hmm. She's been working all weekend long for the past couple of weekends. Yeah, isn't she doing like some kind of presentation or paper or something? She's currently working on eight papers. Ah. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous. Some of them she's been working on with people for a couple of years, and wow. some of them are new. And Is she in danger of perishing eight times? Yes, she is. <laughs> She's only got nine lives, so she has to figure some stuff out. Mm. I'm, I am sensing the vague beginnings of a mechanics of a video game, Publisher Parish. Uh, Publisher Parish? Yeah, with nine lives. It'd be good. Mm-hmm. That's a cat. It's a cat trying to get a PhD or something. Or trying to get, a, trying to get tenure. A cat trying to get tenure oh, and go. has to publish or perish. Okay. This is good. Is tenure, What's, is that like... I'm trying to make a joke between nine lives and tenure. <laughs> okay. I I see where you're going. <laughs> You're gonna have to get there on your own, but <laughs> I like I like the I like This the is how the magic journey. fails to happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh I also made up a uh a new set of rules under which you can play Pokemon. Yeah, this riff I like it seems like you're trying to recapture the magic of Twitch Plays Pokemon, but yeah, you're just you're chasing a dragon. Yeah, yeah but yeah, by, by doing it by yourself with a with a die instead of like the you're chasing a Charizard. The beautiful <laughs> emergence that happens when people get together and both try and try to stop. Anyway, let him tell his stupid story. Riff, <laughs> go ahead. Well, geez, I'm not sure I want to now. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I uh, like like you say, Kevin. I basically wanted to recapture the thrill of having a run of Pokemon that was that had a lot of randomness in it, without the problem that Twitch plays Pokemon has. That probably seventy-five to eighty percent of the people in the chat are between Trolling. the ages of ten and twelve. So, um. Yeah, I... Is it just that they're young, or is it that they're young and obnoxious? Uh, let's say... Is it just that they're young, just that they're full of cum, or just (laughs) that they're dumb? Let's say say young and or obnoxious. 
Okay. All right. <laughs> um, you got something on the mind today, yeah, Zach. <laughs> I, I, it's. I didn't get any time to myself in the fortune cookie factory. <laughs> it's true. That is true. But there's this. Uh, there's this other alternate rule set for playing Pokemon called a Nuzlocke run, which is named after the internet handle of the guy who invented it. And it is a run of Pokemon wherein you are only allowed to capture the very first Pokemon you encounter in any given zone. And also there is permadeath. So if any of your Pokemon like faint in battle, you have to go to the, go to the Pokemon Center and release them immediately because they're considered to be dead. And it's, it's considered, it's, it's, a, it's a fairly difficult type of run to do but also consequently very interesting because the you don't really get to choose what pokemon you're using and they're all individually extremely important because the supply is very limited how long does it take to play through pokemon if you know what you're doing uh not long i would say if you really know what you're doing it would be less than 10 hours That's a while, though. Yeah, that, for, well, I thought you were going to say like an game. hour or something. No, not like, like an... It, uh, between, let's say... Man, it's it's been a long time. It's been too long since I've played through a run of it, so it's hard for me to say. So I'm entirely guessing. But I would say like six hours, maybe. You don't think it's closer to like, I don't know, 14 days? I'm assuming that if you know what you're doing, that you would be able to get through it without having to do much, if any, grinding. Huh. Is it because you're so good, or because there are secrets, or... Partly like, because you're good, and partly because because you're familiar with what Pokemon beat what other Pokemon in the super elaborate rock, paper, scissors. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, I, I was considering doing the, a Nuzlocke run, but I decided I wanted to maintain the randomness that the Twitch Plays Pokemon stream has so I made up a set of rules where you know when you go in combat you're rolling a die to determine what your creatures do instead of having direct control over them and there's a certain amount of permadeath and stuff and anyway I wrote it all up and it's on uh, minimumsafedistance.org with all of the rest of the bullshit that I put on minimumsafedistance.org What was that website again? minimumsafedistance.org slash website but uh, yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to test it out yet because I am waiting on a. Uh, or well, You're waiting for a die to show up from Amazon. <laughs> no, well, I was waiting on a cheap uh, uh, Game Boy Advance to show up from eBay, but that showed up, but did not have a charger. So now I am waiting on a charger to show oh, up from balls. Amazon. Yeah. Do you not want to play this on an emulator? Um. And no, I. I don't enjoy playing games on emulator if I have a choice. You know, I especially like I could see playing like a a PS1 game on an emulator, but if a game has a portable option, I would rather play it on portable. Interesting. Really, even without save states, I can't live without save states. I guess it depends on the game. Luckily, uh, as a Dragonborn, I have save states in real life. What what shout is that? Do you have a different shout for save and restore? No, it's not a shout. It's sort of cooked into the metafiction. I see. Riff, have you been playing any video games other than failing to play 
Pokemon. Pokemon yeah, because yeah. of no batteries. Um, I played a little bit of um, Diablo 3 today. What'd you think? It seems pretty good. I, I completely started over with a new character because I, I couldn't remember how any of the skills worked, so I wanted to collect them one at a time again. Um, so it's still like super early levels, but I do seem Did you to make a new in... one of the same guy? Yeah, I made a new monk. I really like the monk. Um, but I do seem to be getting all gear that is appropriate for me. So that is like cool. Bells and brass knuckles, patches. Yeah. What do, what, do, what do monks wear? Bells. Bells. Bells and brass knuckles. And Slippers. Uh, Don't, isn't one of the monks' attacks just a bell? Yeah, it's like a bell that appears out of nowhere and then you. You punch it and it explodes in that direction, kind of. Huh. It's a little weird. I don't really like that one because it's too directional. Uh, some a guy from the from King of Loathing, uh, Knight Vol, also known as uh, Lord Huffenpuff or Huffenstuff. I've forgotten which. He set up a uh, he set up a Diablo three clan for KOLers and video games hot doggers, and he he told me it would be cool if I. He, he t- I, I asked him if it would be cool if I told if I said about it on the radio, and he said, "Yeah, go ahead." So it is called um, "Rhymers of Brohan." Apparently, he named it after an idea he had for a Lord of the Rings themed rap album. So, "Rhymers of Brohan." I've seen some pretty decent Lord of the Rings um, rap. Yeah. Yeah. The one that. Um, Flight of the Concords did was pretty funny. I don't remember that one, actually. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> so, nothing to report about your experience with Diablo 3, Riff? Uh, I mean, I haven't seen anything super new yet, other than just the fact that I'm getting gear that is appropriate to my class, rather than... I mean, is there anything super new? I, like, Yeah, at like less than a dozen levels. I don't know if there is yet. People were saying there are some new events and things. I saw one event that I don't think that I had seen before, but I couldn't tell you what it was. I think there was a timer, and it said, kill some demons. I did get a thing where I opened a chest, and it challenged me to kill 100 skeletons in a certain amount of time. Ooh, that sounds good. 100 skeletons? Yeah. Did they were they in the room? Did or they did provide a hundred skeletons, yeah, or yeah, did no, you just they, have to track down? They they uh, they continuously spawned as the timer went down. Okay, I that was kind I, of them. I didn't I didn't do super well because it was like the one of the first things I encountered in the game, but I managed to get like thirty or forty, I think. And all you had was a bell. Yeah, <laughs> a bell and my fists, and a book and a candle and a Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A, a, a bell, a biv, and a devoe. <laughs> An epoch. So, what have you been playing, Kevin? Uh, a Packard. Okay. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I, uh, I spent the most time uh, in the past few days playing Trademarkville. Oh, this is a real thing and not a joke you were making earlier? <laughs> no, it is a real thing. Um, it is a game where it uh, presents you with an object, 
like a picture of an object and like what that object would normally be called like a king or the sun or a snake um and the premise is that that word has been banned because it has been trademarked and it challenges you to come up with a new word for that thing and you can't use uh the old word as a substring at all Hmm. um so you can make a few new words like that and then uh, you can start choosing to to guess other people's. It's like a multiplayer game. You can guess other people's new words for things. And so you see this word, and you're like, what is this trying to be? And if you get it correct, then both you and the person who wrote the word get a point. Um, but that word, or if it's multiple words, all of those words that they used are ineligible for any future... Um, like renamings oh, because now you have the trademark on that because those have now been trademarked so the game okay. by the game necessarily becomes harder and harder and harder <laughs> as it becomes more difficult to think of like so is, novel is this, ways is it a of, statement about trademarks being bad uh i i i think it is a funny joke that hints at that but i don't know that it's a, trying to state anything um, but it's kind of funny. I mean, like, you know, it's it, it, it's got Saga in there. It's got Candy in there. It's got King, that kind of thing. Um, and then a bunch of just sort of generic fantasy stuff like Dragon and Ghost and whatnot. Um, I, I shot up onto the leaderboard because uh, I very quickly realized that this is a system that could be gamed. <laughs> um, so, like, every time an object would come up, I would just be like the the backwards and then the word reversed because that didn't count as a substring right and then i would like i just like come up with like 20 different variants on that so i could just type them all real fast and get them in there and people would almost always be able to guess them instead of having to think of like an actual novel way of saying cat okay right like i could just be like tac backwards right because that didn't count like that wasn't blocked by the filter how did anyone guess that though i must i might be confused about if so if if you saw the phrase tac backwards what would you what would you guess because it presents them with your thing it doesn't okay right right um i would think that i was playing this game with a bunch of asshole cheaters (laughs) okay cool so good job ruining it for everyone no i made it so that nobody else can ruin it for them later (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that was that was the primary thing, and then I played a little bit of this uh, game that is very much in progress, but is really cool. Uh, it originally sort of came out of a puzzle script game, but now it's he's sort of taken it out of that and is building it in a separate thing. And I think, if, if my memory serves, it is called uh, the Nightmare Collective. Uh, cooperative. Cooperative. Nightmare, Nightmare Cooperative. cooperative. Um, it is. It is really neat. It is a. Um, it is meant to be sort of like a. A bro like it is a uh, like Michael Bro like the eight six eight hack guy. Um, it is oh, okay. I thought yeah. you meant bro like as in rogue like, except a bro. Well, but eight six eight hack is kind of a rogue like, but it's it's very refined, right? Well, so it's like refined. It's like kind of a rogue like. I think it's entirely a rogue like. I don't know. It's it's got turn based movement, procedural generation, permadeath. Like it has every roguelike. But it has more constraints that are more interesting. Like very tight level space and um, 
But those are all subsets of the things that are sufficient okay. for something to be roguelike. Right. So, but but by making it more constrained, it's more specific, right? Uh, this isn't a platformer because it only has one platform. Like that's <coughs> nonsense. Um. So what you do? You start off as two characters that you move simultaneously. Like they will spawn. In random locations in this sort of grid of like ten by ten, ten by ten dungeon squares or whatever, and it's you know it's on a grid, and there are enemies, um, and each character class has a special power that you can activate, but it uses up a, a consumable resource. Um, when you activate them, are you activating all of the dude's powers at once? All the powers that can pertain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like the priest can heal themselves or uh, another adventurer, um, but that only works if the priest has been damaged or if they are if their last move was pointing towards another adventurer um, and they're like uh, like right next to each other um, the warrior can hit for two damage instead of one the archer can hit at, at range the miner can dig out a wall and so on and so on the miner um, digs all around them that's oh, not they? a directional attack oh, okay see like I didn't I never I never played with a miner so I don't know and I I had a mage for four levels or so and have no idea what they did because like anytime I activated their skill nothing ever happened so I have no idea what they're supposed to be able to do I wonder if they can polymorph an enemy or something I don't do the know. different enemy types have different behaviors I couldn't really there figure is, out how to predict anything that was going to happen a lot of them move randomly um, there is something that guards gold and it will stand near the gold until you get within like a block away um, that was the only difference that I noticed there might be other stuff. Oh, there are traps on the later levels, which are neat. They fire either um, sort of rectilinearly or like diagonally. Um, if you get, if you like walk in any of those lines, they'll attack, and then it takes a couple turns for them to reset. Um, it's just neat. It's like it, it. It is. It is kind of exciting because it's like half logic puzzle, half you know role playing game kind of thing, and. It's very early, so I feel like there's a lot of stuff that's going to be added and changed and balanced and tweaked and stuff, and and so that I'm curious to see how that plays out over the next couple of months as he works on it. So that's that's what I've been playing. What about you, Zach? Uh, I played maybe an hour of the new Shadowrun chapter. Oh, uh, nice. How is that? Dragonfall. It's okay. Um, I I was led to believe from reviews that it's more sort of open and there's more like optional things to do and more little side questy things and so far I've kind of found that to be the case it's okay. not it's not like fundamentally different from what the it's initial the same engine, campaign right? was yeah it's like they've added a couple of new tools and triggers and stuff but it's primarily the same architecture yeah and i mean there are there are things i think in the the couple missions that i've done where like if i had been a decker I would have been able to do slightly mm. different things, but I don't know that I, I don't know that I believe that you can make a really satisfying game where all of those wildly divergent approaches are viable. Mm. To, because like the thing about a Decker is that he's primarily, like just mechanically playing in levels a different space. He's playing a different game. Yeah. <laughs> right, and so it, it's you either have to compromise the sort of integrity of all the physical spaces that you're presenting, you know, for, like, having a little dude shoot in. I kind of liked the... I feel like Gunpoint 
was a game that gave you the the flavor of that without without really compromising anything, right? Because it, it, granted, it's you know like a single yeah, you sort of pause to move into like hacker space, yeah, and, and like not like a hacker space like Noise Bridge, right? But right, because that and that that worked out really well, and it was like there were enough options and like systems that evolved there that it like it was fun and interesting, but it didn't require having like a whole additional meta layer with ice and but you also stuff. weren't doing one or the other like you couldn't win the game without both right. stealthing around and wiring up these things whereas that's like arguably what they're what they would like to be going for with an open world is that fallout as a single derivative. Ha- as a single decker per player you could sol- you could yeah i mean like like because oh, wow. i feel like the goal for the goal for like you know a deus ex right a goal for anything in the sort of like Western RPG lineage is for you to be able to like talk your way through every encounter in the game if you're a talky character and the games will people will brag about oh I got through this entire game without ever having to kill anyone that right. kind of thing and that's why like the boss fights in Deus Ex Human Revolution were such a sore thumb for people is because they couldn't do a like if you didn't have a combat build all it meant was that the boss fights were gonna fucking suck and be really hard hmm. that entire game is really hard because I'm terrible at video games and it makes me sad because I really want to play it, but I'm so bad at stealth games that I just can't. Got to kill everybody. You or... played all the way through Gunpoint. That was yeah. a stealth game. Yeah. Did, how far did you get in Mark of the Ninja? Uh, very, I, not very far at all. I like I bought that while all I had was my laptop because I was on a long trip, and it was like, eh, the performance on this isn't good enough for me to really play it, and then I just sort of never picked it up after. Interesting. Um, I've been playing that off and on and yeah. really enjoying it. A lot. Anyway, the Shadowrun DLC, I guess. Campaign. Yeah. That's you know, I'll I'll probably keep playing it. Um, and I also grabbed the South Park game because I was pretty excited about that. Stick of the Stick of Truth. Insanity. It is good. So I did think. Matt and Trey do something with this, or is this just they did a lot of it? Yeah, they they I think they did almost all the voices, and they okay. were they were involved throughout the whole process. I don't know a lot of details about it but it's like I mean it feels like playing an episode of the game and the combat is very heavily like so it's like playing an episode of the show yeah okay. playing an episode of the game like I said right uh, the combat is very like Mario RPG where there's a lot of sort of timing based things that you have to do but okay I don't really feel like I have a handle on the systems of it, because there's a lot of things, and it keeps adding new things that you can do. Huh. Like a basic melee attack, like, there is a point where there's, like, a glimmer on the weapon, and you can either left-click to do a regular attack, which then, if you get the timing right on that, it lets you do another one, or you can right-click to do a power attack, or... I've just unlocked a thing where if the glimmer is green, then you can also hit F to do, like, a fart attack. Okay. There's a lot of farting. So it's like stink damage. Yeah, it's a lot of, um, there's a lot of farting. Well, that's true to in the game, the, yeah. the world. Yeah. True to form. <sighs> it's good. I also feel like there's a lot of fan service to people who watched way more South Park than I did. Like, I was an enthusiastic South Park fan, you know, 17 years ago. <laughs> like... <laughs> It, it, and it's is it still airing? Yeah, I think oh, so. It's still like yeah. new episodes. No, it's like pushing. It's weird because Jesus. it seems like South Park is a thing that came out way, way after The Simpsons. But like compared to the amount of time that's passed between now and then, 
In this is fact, was like, it's more time, time there's more blah, time blah, blah, has blah. passed since South Park came out <laughs> than happened between the Kennedy assassination <laughs> and South Park coming out. That is not true at all. But uh, so every time I see something, you you will often get like uh, you can interact with this object, and what it is is like a, just a still image of a bunch of things, and it's like okay, like South these Park all was, sorry these all look like jokes from. A South Park episode, but I don't get them. I, I don't understand what this is. A, I don't understand what this object is that it's showing me. But clearly, like seeing this object was meant to be my reward for oh. poking into this space. Interesting. Mm. South um, Park was the first like viral thing on the internet that I ever saw. Like the, the spirit of Christmas, I saw in a computer lab mm. in my freshman year of college, and I was like, "This is really funny!" Ha ha ha! Cool. And then was really surprised that it was like a TV show like two years later or whatever. I didn't see The Spirit of Christmas until after, uh, like, we, the town that I lived in didn't have whatever channel South Park was on, on cable for like the first year, and so somebody had come from Phoenix with the Mr. Hankey episode on a VHS okay. tape that then got copied and passed around and watched a hundred wow, times. But that was like interesting way for the end of propagate. the first season. Like it was already a TV show at that point before anybody that was in my crowd knew about it. And then like, oh, there is also this short that apparently what because it wasn't I mean, there wasn't YouTube, right? Like it right. was right. it was some work. To and it, it really only got around among nerds. That's true. Yeah, it's like you had to you had to download these things off of I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't BBSs at that point, but it was shit like I don't know, Hotline or Live LimeWire and stuff like that. I watched it over somebody's shoulder. Like I have no idea where it came from. Yeah. Because so. I mean, most internet connections weren't fast enough to get video, right? Yeah. Practically, right? So that's why it was. Yeah, I think it was so it. amazing at the time. I was like, "What the hell? Somebody just sent this out as like a Christmas card? What?" Weird. So there's there's a lot going on in this game. There's a lot of there's a lot of systems. There's a lot of you know things for you to collect and find. There, it is, it is giving me quests that like Emily also got the game at the same time, but has played ten times as much of it as I have because she just didn't have anything to do yesterday. So all she did was play this game, and I like, I've been given all of these quests that I just can't complete until I get different powers from later in the main huh. quest line, which is a little. Aggravating. Are you progressing in some non? Standard no. or expected way? No, just I'm just going around. I, like I'm being a little more, like it depends, I guess, on what they expect the standard way to be. Like it, I'm not going to walk past a house that I can go into that's in between me and a quest objective without going into that okay house, right? Because some of them are locked and some of them aren't. It also does a lot of. It does some things that are like. It's it's dumb to make fun of it for being crass because that's like such a hallmark of what South Park is. I think part of me is just like that's never what I liked about yeah South Park. Yeah, you know, pretty much where I am. And so, like, there are a lot of houses where you can't go into this house, but it's like you open the door and there's just like some guy jacking off, and then he's like, ooh, and closes the door. It's like, ah, all right. I, cool, I guess. Like, that wasn't really about anything. It was just a, like, oh, you get to just watch this gross movie that's three seconds long when 
It's gross to you. It's you open this door. the funniest thing that a 10-year-old has ever seen, right? Like, Yeah, but 10-year-olds aren't allowed to buy this or play it. Why not? It's, I'm sure it's rated dicks. <laughs> Did you have um, Rock, Paper, Shotgun, the review of it, said that um, the guy had a lot of trouble with the tutorials because the instructions that the tutorials were giving didn't have actually any relationship to what you were actually supposed to do with the combat systems i like emily stood over my shoulder and was like ignore this thing that it's telling you because it's acting like you're supposed to like alternate between these two things but what you're actually trying to do is sort of like move an invisible needle to some spot like and so but i that's just to get the most power out of your dragon farts huh. that particular thing so i don't i mean I guess yes is the answer because I don't feel like I have actually figured out how to be any good at the combat and I don't know if it is because I'm bad at it or because it's inadequately explained. When you say dragon farts, is that with an S or is it dragon fart Z? <clears throat> it's not really dragon farts. Oh, it's, okay. He keeps calling you a dragonborn and that's why you can... That's pretty funny. Spe- yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. There's a lot of pretty good... Like, the whole... The whole premise of the game, like, it is essentially, there's nothing fantastical going on. Is it just a send-up of... Everyone's of LARPing. Like, the, the the premise is that everyone is LARPing. Like, that all oh, the nice. kids in town have, like, divided into these two factions, oh, and they're sort great. of, like, combat LARPing. Um, it's like Tiny Tina's, like, D&D game or something. It's, I, I mean, it's, like, there was a, you have to, like... Sp- you have to, you know, the, the 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 thief has been captured, and so you have to spring him from the prison, which is just he's in detention, and so you have to just go okay. into the, you have to go into the the elementary school and like, you know, knock a cigarette into a box of fireworks so that there's a fire that you can then fart into and blow down a barricade. Like it's just a, there's a lot of farts. Okay, it's like a lot of farts. There's every toilet in the game is interactable, and you play a little quick time event. Uh, to finish, like, to shit well enough to get a shit nugget in your inventory. Great. That's a lot of, yeah, yeah. Huh. I Like, it's not, I don't, it seems like there's going to be a different line for everybody and it crosses all of them. Yeah, it's not, it's not super, ah, man, I don't know. It's not off-putting enough to put me off of it but it's like uh, it okay. makes you pause every okay no it's just like all right so that's my like that's what i got for the work i just did my reward is that oh it says shit nugget and there's a little icon of a turd like uh okay okay that's game funny. yeah yeah <laughs> kind of kind of right yeah i just i i was really excited to play it when i got home from work yesterday but then after an hour i was like I don't know if I want to play this anymore, but now I kind of want to go back and play it some more, so I don't... Small doses. I, yeah, I don't know. I okay. don't know if I'm going to finish it or not. I guess I should, because I want to see the rest of the systems and stuff. I mean, I want to... Like, it. there is a neat set of combat systems in there that at the very least I could learn, like, what I don't like about it. I think part, part of what I don't like about it is that it is more complicated than it needs to be for a game that is essentially one big long joke which maybe I could learn something from that feeling about my own work but yeah I mean it's I'm hesitant to recommend it to you guys yeah I don't I can't imagine ever picking that up yeah, yeah. 
I haven't had any problems with it operating. The, the console versions have been derided for being really buggy. On the other hand, uh, I was rummaging through some of Melissa's stuff and found uh, her copy of the PS2 Simpsons Hit and Run, which will totally run on our dual PS3, hmm. which I'm like, oh yeah, I want to play some of that. I only played that a very small amount uh, when it came out. We should, we should and I've always it. looked back and thought, I should play that again, but yeah. I don't know if it's actually good or not. We've got it on PS2. I've, like, everyone that I have ever mentioned it to has been like, oh, that is such a great game. Even then, that had the same problem that the South Park game has for me, which is like, this references... Like, half of the things in this game are things that I know about from The Simpsons, and the other half are things that are from, like, after I stopped watching The Simpsons. Do you think you're just assuming that, or do you think that they're just jokes that they made that fell flat, and you're just giving them the benefit of the doubt? Because, like, why would this be a, an unfunny thing? It must be referencing something I just Well, I'm certainly about. not imagining it in the South Park game, because they have a specificity that things would not have if they were just random Randies. or just not funny. Right? Okay. And, huh. Whereas if it I don't were know. like a Family Guy game, you would never know. Mm, I don't think that that's true. Was, I, the, was there a Family Guy MMO? There was. There was, yeah. And it went under, right? Yeah, it did. I don't think it ever even got out of beta. It's mm, too bad. It was... There were some neat things about it. It. it I don't know that it was ever going to be a thing that anybody really cared about. Like, I'm glad that somebody got some money to make that. And they were able to try it out because, you know, who knows? Could have been a thing. But it was just like, it was like a free-to-play, in-browser, actual sort of 3D MMO. I mean, I feel like it's one of those things where you could probably take those assets and make a single-player game that might be fun. But it was just a lot of, like, all of the actual quest design and stuff in it. And this is the Family Guy MMO that we're suddenly talking about. It was very, like... 2007 like just go and this was in 2012 or 13 uh, 11 or oh yeah yeah was it that long ago yeah it was it was it was it was a while ago how is it that time passes so quickly in the in our we're old advanced age Mm, just gets worse we're gonna die like tomorrow that blows yeah well here's what you do smoke a lot of weed Slow down time. Makes time go slow. <laughs> okay. Get that drug from that uh, Robert Heinlein uh, book that doesn't make any fucking sense. Where it makes time slow down to the extent that, like, all of your force is magnified. Huh. Or you could just make sure that you're really, really bored all of the time. Like the guy in Catch-22. Yeah, like Catch that guy 22. in Catch-22. Yeah. yeah. The, the Or you could do the Inception route, right? Like, where you just go deeper, deeper, deeper. Because everything magnifies by ten. And you have all these crazy, like, Minecraft powers in a verisimilitude world. That seems like the best possible thing. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, eventually you're just have you're just like on a snowmobile, and that's boring. <laughs> well, so you don't imagine that. It's not up to you, though. Why not? It's up to Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, you don't let him into your dream time. That is essentially... I played a little bit more Diablo 3, but it, it was a very RPG kind of three days. Sounds like it, yeah. In between this and the previous recording. Anything in the news catch you gentlemen's fancy? Uh, I saw that Warner Brothers is making a Minecraft movie. 
they were I, I heard some like rumblings about that being discussed I, is that actually going to happen it is apparently a, it, it is an actual ongoing project i mean whether or not it will make it out of development yeah is but it's apparently the project is being run by the by a guy or the guy i don't know how many guys there were that produced the lego movie okay so like not having seen the lego movie it's I'm sure there is stuff that about Lego that informed the way that the movie worked that made it a thing, but it sounds like it was just also well written and like a funny story or whatever, right? Like, right. I'm having a harder time imagining how or why a a, a movie set in the Minecraft world would be. But it doesn't have to. So, so okay. Here's here's my pitch. Yeah. Kid gets struck by lightning while playing Minecraft. Gets yeah. sucked into the Minecraft world. Yeah. Has to build a thing to, get to escape. Okay. It's like just boom. Like you do that with some compelling characters and some cool special effects, and kids will eat that shit up. Okay. Completely. Right. That's a good I pitch. mean, it's just Tron. So, but, but it's like, not. So it's not a movie that takes entirely place. Yeah, in I mean, that world because that's not. No, because I mean, like, like, the, and like the, but like the Lego Movie is not. You know, the Lego movie is not just like... Is it wrapped around with, like, humans involved it, at all? Yeah, well, I mean, that's a sort of a late-game spoiler, but I was spoiled for me ahead of time, and I didn't I, to the point where I didn't even realize that it was a spoiler. Okay. Um, but, like, y- yes, as it turns out, it, okay. it, you know, but that, not... That is but, interesting. But not meaningfully. I mean, it's it's kind of an irrelevant meta layer sure, to it. Sure, It's It's more Tron legacy than Tron <laughs> in terms of its actual sure. impact on the, on the story. That's fine. Okay, um, but yeah, that's a good pitch. I like that. Okay, now so, suddenly I'm suddenly yeah, so I'm I mean, more interested. like and and probably it's not that. I, I mean, who the fuck knows? But like, well, I, it's possible. To, I, I just think it's possible to do it in a way that would be cool. Like we, nobody like, wants nobody wants to produce things that suck. The last Starfighter, not not a great or enduring movie or whatever. But like, I was super yep. in love with that yeah, movie. That when was, I was a, a kid. compelling and ass formula. Kids need need that. Kids need more of that. That's contemporary, right? Like, and so many kids are super excited about Minecraft. Yeah. Having a movie that was like, holy crap, they're living in Minecraft. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> that idea is so great. Yeah, it turns out he's the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> so it's okay that it's okay that the other people around him don't understand him. Someday he'll get to college, and girls will start, will start to touch his wiener. <laughs> That's what that kid needs to learn from the last Starfighter. Okay, sure. That's true. Someday you'll go through the frontier. With the frontier. The frontier. That's what they call it. Oh, it's just apparently a wall. It is literally a wall. The size of space. <laughs> well, no, it, made it's out not of the size of space. It just encapsulates all the free worlds. Yeah. To defend Earth, so it's a grid from Zura It's like a Kodan grid Armada. of satellites encompassing multiple solar systems. Yes, like, where did they get the metal to make that fucking thing? From asteroids. It's idiotic. <laughs> it was an idiotic conceit then, and it's wow. an idiotic conceit now, and I can't believe you're defending it. <laughs> the fact that once they actually do break through the weapon they use is an asteroid gun it's pretty great you know it's these are one of the, these are some of the reasons why it is not still an enduring film right wasn't there some wasn't there like a kid in that movie who grew up to be some famous other actor um yeah i think uh 
Like Elijah Wood was in no, it as a toddler or it wasn't something? Elijah, like, well, okay, there, like, there might be some baby, but wasn't um, Corey, what's his name? Feldman? Oh, yeah, 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 maybe like a baby, baby Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman babies. I wouldn't say he grew up to be somebody. Haha, ha, get it. Yeah. Take that, Corey Feldman. Yeah. Did you uh did you see any news? Uh so Zynga is trying to bring like its newest Farmville and a couple other like Facebook games to mobile. Um and I wonder what that's gonna be like. I wonder if they're gonna be able to pull that off in a way that is meaningful financially and like as a company I feel like they have tried a lot to actually make some better and more compelling games and I wonder if moving to a new platform is going to help them or whether they're just doing this for money you know what I mean Will Wheaton was in the last Starfighter really as a pretty young kid as a friend of yeah that that might be who I'm thinking of okay huh yeah go go that guy Cool. I'm sorry, I interrupted your. No, that's fine. It, like, that there's not much to it because I, you know, I don't know the substance of it or this is just sort of their strategic plan. Um, remember but, earlier when I said something was going to be my news thing, and then I now I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. Yeah. Shit. Neither do I. Yeah, I've got some stuff that's like under NDA, but that's that would be bad to discuss. Remember earlier when we drove past Zenga. Yes. And I said, maybe that'll be our news. We drove past Zynga today. That's that's some good news. It's still a building. Yep. There are, uh, there are always Zynga employees uh, drinking a bunch of beers in the bar near uh, the radio studio that we use. Drinking to forget. <clears throat> I think so. I think <clears throat> so. I would. This assignment, though, Super Mario Brothers 3 for the Nintendo Entertainment System family computer. Mm-hmm. Riff, how? Yeah, I need to know. I need yeah. to know about your childhood. Did you I, have a Nintendo when you were a kid? No, I didn't. Okay. The, the first the first console I ever owned was a Dreamcast. I don't even know enough about the games on Dreamcast to know what that means. Did you play Sonic? That, no. that would have been on a Sega or Genesis Did you or a play. The games, the games I remember on the Dreamcast were Jet Set Radio and Shenmue. So you what just never fuck? played a 2D platform. Like, you did not play 2D platformers not, uh, yeah, as a kid. I am not a 2, 2D platformer. So, like, did you You did not play Pitfall as a kid? Uh, I played it a couple of times on a friend's Atari. Okay. So you... So basically, you colon 2D platformer, colon, colon, me, colon, competitive first-person shooter. Sure. Where... Okay. Because you are now an old ass man, having never actually developed a sort of a basic muscle memory vocabulary for these kind of things, so you like would be terrible at Spelunky. Perhaps, yeah, probably. Although, I feel like the platforming in Spelunky is a lot more precise than in Super. The the big big problem I had with this game was how slippery everything was it really isn't that's that's what's amazing to me is hearing you sort of describe this game as slippery is fascinating because this is actually extremely it is crazy precise precise. i mean that's the that's the my my experience of playing it was that after like after landing a jump 
he would just skid an entire character width. And when I was just like running, I could let go of the control and it would take nearly a full second before he would stop. I mean, that's true, but it's because you're not there are ways generally to control supposed to how you stop, land. Right? Yeah, like yeah. you can land and press back the other way to lose some of your forward momentum and stuff. I mean, it like you can land straight all down the, instead of while you're in yeah, the forward. Like arc. all of that stuff is in the service of being able to do cool things. It's like the faster you're going, the higher you jump and stuff like that, and yeah. that's important. Mm. I had to lose a lot of my Spelunky muscle memory. Like, I kept trying to hold down shift to run, and that's not how that works. And I kept, like, jumping up and, like, oh, wait, uh, Mario can't mantle. Right. (laughs) Uh, But I internalized it. I did not actually... I didn't manage to beat the game. I, like, half an hour before we stopped to record, I was just, like, lost in a labyrinthine fortress in World 8. Like, I got so close... That sucks. ...to finishing it, but... And you didn't you didn't like use the warp whistle or anything? No, I played every level. I So I feel like I got a I got a good overview of everything that this game has to offer. I did not like go back in and cuz I've just got this inventory filled with like all the weird suits which I kind of right. want to play with just to sort of see. But the weird suits aren't actually important to the game. How many are there? Cuz there's I I I wear the the little tanuki suit. The leaf I, suit. The, well, there's the the leaf that but then there's also the tanuki suit is a different thing. Oh, is it? Yeah, you're like sort of dressed like a bear and you've got all the powers. I think you're dressed like that giant bald ground squirrel or whatever. <coughs> and Riff, you you probably know that. What's that Japanese weird thing with the huge balls? That's the tanuki. <laughs> Yeah. Right, but what is it? Is it like a oh, it's a, like a, a sleuth? Yeah, it's like a raccoon dog is what they also call it. I don't know if it's just some kind of weird marsupial or. Oh, what so it is. a Waschbärhund. Sure. <laughs> Raccoons in German are called wash bears. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. They do they do wash and carry things. Sure. Uh, Kangaroos are jump bears. So okay, so there's, there's. I guess I have not yet gotten a tanuki suit. Then I've got, I've got. I only got one the entire time. I got a, a bunch of frog suits. I've got uh, a bunch of leaves. The fire flowers. There is a hammer brother suit. Well, no, there's a hammer. It's not a no, suit. No, there's a hammer brother suit. There's also, so that's different yeah. than a hammer. Yeah, oh. and you can duck and you turn into a sort of a. Uh, Oh, what are those things called? The Buzzy Beetle looking thing in yeah. your invulnerable. Oh, so sorry. The Tanuki suit, if you hit down and B, you will turn into a statue. Okay. And I don't are you know. Invulnerable? I think so. Yeah, I think you're just sort of behind you're on a layer behind all of the things that could hurt you. That would be kind of interesting if you weren't invulnerable. If it was just exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could this is just like changes your sprite. Yeah. <laughs> um I I don't you know, they don't do anything with it. I don't think there's like any things in the game that you can only get to if you have that or whatever. I think it's just like a weird extra thing they did. Just, like the Hammer Brother suit, you throw hammers and because like the hammer power up on the map that you use to break rocks, which is those are into, like I like the extent to which the map is also kind of a game. Oh my god! Like so, I I was just getting into World Four when I ran out of time. Oh, and. Yeah, so I feel like I there's like a bunch of stuff I just didn't get to refresh my memory on. But um, World Three, there is a ton, a ton of optional content, which is locked behind breaking one of those rocks. So if you didn't happen to get a hammer, like I don't think you have to happen to get a hammer. Like I think that 
on the levels when you need a hammer, one of the wandering guys will always have it. Oh, interesting. Okay, I, I, I can't. Sure. I can't say that under oath. I'm not gonna. There were three. If rocks. there was a Bible here, I would not touch there it. There were three rocks that. on this island, though, and you had to pick which one you wanted to break. Hmm. So that's kind of interesting. There's a hidden rock in the second level, I think, in the second world map that just hasn't one of the other whistles behind it. Oh, interesting. I didn't notice that at all. There are just a fuck ton of secrets in this game. What's weird though is that they don't they don't amount to much of anything. They're, right? They're a bunch of power-ups and especially like if you're playing with save states, you don't use any of the power-ups ever. Right? There are like I I think that what the, what a lot of that stuff does is it gives this game a really remarkable replay value for because okay. like my experience of playing it as a kid was more or less just like getting two of the warp whistles, going to World Eight, doing some trick that let me skip most of World Eight that I don't remember what it is, and beating it huh. like in a very small amount of time. Like you, it, this is like Super Mario One, where it's like you can beat it having only played through maybe five levels, right? As I recall, there were certain times when I would get to a thing and I was like, oh, okay, this I did a hundred times. Like this, I have the muscle memory to to get through this thing. It is, you know, it was sort of like Jake said, like so much of what you think of as sort of modern, so much stuff that I would have thought appeared for the first time in Super Mario World, which I still believe is a better game than this, was actually in Super Mario 3 mm -hmm. when it first appeared. And it is crazy how much is on this. This is like the Link's Awakening of the NES. Like, it is astonishing how much shit there is in, in on this, this one cartridge. Like, you know, you compare this to, like, Popeye, right? <laughs> you compare this to an, an NES game from four years earlier, and it is nuts how far they went on this one system. An overworld map that has random encounters isn't quite right but like wandering monsters wandering encounters it's very bionic commando yeah that's true um the like just the abundance of options for getting power-ups like all the card matching stuff and all the like treasure chest houses everywhere and like were those houses just the same thing over and over again, though? Like, I feel Usually. like they, I experimented with save states a little bit, and I think that you just open a chest and it gives you a random thing. Like, I don't... Depends. Sometimes, like, I, there was one house where I always got the same thing out of all three chests. Huh. It was, like, I think, a, a wing or a feather or whatever. It's like one of the wing power-ups. Oh, there's also a Lakitu suit, right? Like, there's a, that? there's a cloud that turns you into... A, you can fly. Okay. Um, the frog suit's really useful underwater. Yeah. Because you just move like in a, whatever direction yeah. you want to move, right? Yeah. It sucks, though, that, like, the suits are also just, like, eh, it's also just a hit point. So... Right. It... This game, more than I remember... I don't remember in Super Mario World ever really wanting to have the Fire Flower, whereas in this, like... There was some real tension between wanting the leaf thing for better mobility out in the worlds and then wanting the fire flower for the boss fights because it just right. made them a million times easier. The bosses were pretty easy. They though. are pretty easy, but, like, they're even easier if you have the fire flower. Okay. And also, like, get dealing with enemies, like, you can move faster and more right. agilely. If 
you fall, if you bounce, to bounce a couple of fireballs in front of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying with the leaf, but then oh. you, you're, you're just like the enemies. You're going slower, but the enemies are way less of a threat if you can just kill everything in one the, fireball. I always wanted to have the leaf because I always wanted to be able to get to the hidden spaces that might exist up top and stuff. Like, See, the thing is, though, there was never anything up there. Well, there, really. was, there was the warp whistle. Yeah, there's like a one-up. You know, yeah. I mean, like usually the like big rewards for finding hidden stuff is a one-up, but that's cool. Sometimes it's a new suit. You know? Yeah. Okay. What um, I wish a little bit is that when you got an item that you already had, they did a little bit of this in Super Mario World. Like I wish that it kind of went into your inventory instead of just like giving you a thousand points or whatever. Like if you got a suit, rather than putting it on right away, like. It just let you save it. Your inventory until... is so limited that that would have been. I didn't realize that it was paginated for the first little oh, while, yeah. and I was like, Me I too. thought to use that hammer. I just was like, ah, fuck. Well, I guess I'll just eat all these mushrooms, like, and then that will allow me to hallucinate a hammer. <laughs> so, what do you think? Like, this game doesn't have a a typical sort of upgrade system, right? Like, like your character doesn't ever change. But you have all of these optional sort of high power modes, but they really are just one extra hit point. Like it's that's such an interesting I mean, it's game more, mechanic. It's more right? common for the, this era, right? Yeah. I mean, Gauntlet, you didn't really level up; you just got things yeah, that give you an ability for a time. Sure, but that's but this isn't this is not that's not timed either, right? Like you can have the same yeah. leaf suit almost the whole game if you wanted to, right? I mean, it is timed because you're going to get hit unless you're just super, super good at the well, game. But then, you know, you get to keep there, it as long as you don't need it. Are there other games that do this? I'm, I think there are probably some, like, bullet hell style games. Yeah, where you gradius. Have, yeah, power-ups that, that fall off when you get hit. Well, not when you get. I mean, Gradius, you just lose all your power ups when you get killed, right? And then you're just fucked. That's true. It's like I'm at the hardest part of the level, and like, like that's a sort of just a fundamentally dissatisfying approach to it. Whereas this, it's like, well, if I hadn't had this power makes up, things super friendly, so you can always start a level with whatever you want and invulnerable if you want. It's weird that they dialed that back with Super Mario World and made it so you really only have like one item that you carry mm. around with you and you can you cause it to actually appear in the world so there's right. only certain circumstances under which you can actually use it yeah that's a good point um, but I don't know I, I felt and you know I'm, I'm sure that someone will disagree with me but I felt like the level design chops that they exhibited in Super Mario Brothers 3 just paid off a little bit more in Super Mario World because there was something that you were after Specifically, the key, the alternate exit, the getting somewhere else. And I guess it had kind of the same problem where it's like, well, there, what am I going? Like, I'm unlocking a new level. What the fuck am I going to do there? Like, eh, same shit again. Yeah, I've always got to rescue the king. But it was levels that you couldn't get to otherwise, which were cool. I, was, I remember being a lot more impressed with the big world when I was a kid I think I would have mm. told you if you had said, draw a picture of Mario and a brick, now draw a picture of Mario and a brick in the big world, that I probably had them in my head four times the size that they are. Because it's not like uh, the the DS Super Mario where you can become giant right, yeah, like the yeah. size of the screen. And they are, but they were all just these weird, like, 
there were just those giant turtle sprites, and that took up a lot of the available space for this video game, but they only appeared in like a couple worlds. Some of those things you only saw a couple times. Like there were so many weird one-off things in this game, like the weird like white rectangle that had ghost heads Oh, the, pla- the on platform on, on, that yeah. was also a weird ghost. You only see like four or five of those in the entire game, and that's pretty cool. Like the weird candles where the flames would come after you and you couldn't yeah. jump on them. I guess they reused those later because the things that were like chain chomps, but their chain was made of fire and they would spit fire at you. And then there were like the bloopers that were like chain chomps made out of bloopers and smaller bloopers. Right. Yeah, those were tricky. And the, what was the that's the, the enemy that like drops little guys that start swarming around you? Oh, like the tiny, yeah, the tiny Goombas. Yeah, th- that was super. I didn't remember that at all, and they're super annoying. <laughs> yeah, this, there was a lot going on in this game. Yeah, there it was is really good. A, just a ton. There are a ton of systems interacting in super interesting ways in this game. I liked that the kings had all been turned into animals that were sort of appropriate to the environment that they were in, and the king on the ice island was a seal, and he was bouncing his crown on his nose as though it was a ball, <laughs> and that was pretty fucking adorable. I wrote, I wrote that down. That was fucking adorable. You hate the word adorable, though. Yeah, I didn't actually write that it was uh, adorable. Is it is it okay to use that word if I preface <clears throat> it with fucking? Yeah, that's better. Okay. I like that the game, it assumes that you played Mario 1 and 2, because just to make it through this game, there's a lot of, like, quasi-expert Mario moves that you have to... Like, mm-hmm. there are times when you have to, like, sprint and then Jump duck. off the back of a turtle. Well, or, like, yeah, jump off a turtle. Like, it's not, like, an optional thing. Like, you can't get through the level unless you bounce off the back of a couple things yeah. to get to the next platform. There are times where you have to sprint and then duck to, like, slide underneath right. a platform. And... The way that it handles those collisions in Super Mario 1 is by just pushing you to the right until you're not colliding with a wall anymore. But that doesn't necessarily work in this because it scrolls omnidirectionally. Right. So it's like, mm, ah, well. Uh, uh, <laughs> there are a lot of times where you have to like sort of jump around a corner. Like you, you are on a platform and jumping up to a platform above you that is the same size, so you have to sort of jump out and hook back around, which is another sort of like those expert p- Mario up one move. Ice blocks is neat, like or the, like they're not ice blocks, I guess they're just yeah. I don't know what those things were. Weird, just white blocks. blocks. Yeah, maybe they're like ice blocks. Like there's just us. There are so many individual little things going on, and they keep introducing them to you throughout the whole game. The, like, P-blocks that, like, convert some bricks into coins and make some coins appear invisibly and reveal the locations of secret doors or reveal doors, period. Just make make it so doors are real. Yep. Those are pretty good. Those fortresses are, like, the just obvious direct predecessor to the ghost houses because some of them have ghosts in them. But theming them as haunted houses was so much cooler in Super Mario World. But, like, you had to start somewhere. Right. Ah, oh, man, this game was good. Riff, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you're... I, I'm really... I'm sorry that your parents didn't let you have any video games when you were a kid. <laughs> yeah. Like, it wasn't It wasn't let. It's just I had a Mac instead. I feel like, I feel like there's... Oh, some... right. So it, I, I'm sorry that your Dark Castle skills didn't prepare you to play yes. any real video games. <laughs> Dark Castle and Ancient Art of War and... Uh, Dark Castle Infocom is... Infocom games. Lots of Infocom Technically games a platformer. Yeah, I never got very far in Dark Castle. 
So, yeah, it, it it is it is sad to me that this is not something that you look back on from your childhood with fondness because it it is such a good, it is such a good like game historically. Hmm. Anyway, I'm really glad we did this. I'm really glad that I yeah. got to play Super Mario Brothers three over the last couple of days because I really enjoyed it a lot, and I got to see a lot of stuff that I hadn't. Maybe some stuff that I never saw as a kid because hmm. I never. Like, not playing with save states, you couldn't just play through every level, right? Well, like I just... something that I also did because I had save states was jump in every hole and go be pulled down by every little um, sand, sand thing, thing to see if there was like, anything down there. Yeah, was there ever? There, there almost never was, but occasionally I would jump into something that... And it was, it was usually signposted by looking different than just a regular hole, but sometimes there was stuff down in other places... But being able to comprehensively explore a level because I could just reload was really satisfying. Uh, but I think that's also why I didn't make it all the way through the game, because I, I was just looking in every nook and cranny for stuff. All right, well, Riff, we're going to throw you a bone at the next <laughs> assignment, and we're going to do, do a visual novel that looks like it's about Japanese schoolgirls for you. Uh, analog, a hate story. Yeah. available for every platform and I know nothing about it. I know very little about it except that I saw I saw um an article or a review about it that indicated that you would learn a lot of the story of what's going on through like research puzzles and like searching searching through other people's emails and things like that. And that's, okay. a, that's always kind of interesting. Man, you know what we got to do one of these days is figure out how that you clowns on your modern Mac hardware can play Tron 2.0. We need to do that as like a three-week yeah, assignment Tron so that everyone can really play through good. Oh, fuck, it's good. Yeah. And I wonder how it holds up. I've played through the first like hour of it a bunch of times since then and, and kind of bounced off of it. But if I had to do it for an assignment, I think I would stick with it again. Huh. Can we buy it anywhere? I don't know. I own... At least two copies of it. <laughs> Will it run on Windows? No, 7? we have a Mac copy of it at the office, but, but that's it's, like a, it's like an Mac. old ass pre Intel yes. Mac copy yeah, that yeah. apparently you can't even like emulate anymore. No. Right? All right. Well, Analog a Hate Story available on Steam for every platform. I suspect I'm not going to like it very much. Yeah. But I bet Riff we'll will see. play it. We'll see. And then you guys can talk about it. That'll be great. <laughs> Hey, how about some listeners' mails, guys? Sure. Uh, Dan the Man Beep Snatch says, <laughs> "God, that is that is great. That is a great uh, moniker." Uh, you can only play one game for the rest of your life. What is it? And in case the answer is WoW, give another one. <laughs> I mean, WoW is tempting because it like that then implies that I will have internet access. <laughs> reliably and also it is the game that is likely to provide the most varied experiences yeah. over time Very because they will time. they will keep changing it and adding stuff to it and evolving it that's that's like assuming a lot. let's let's assume let's assume that you have to to pick a game and it gets frozen in that development oh, you know, cycle that reminds me um last last time we recorded I said that I would go and check my slash played on my current character to see how long it takes to level somebody to the level cap now. Yes. My last my my slash played on my current character is, um, if I'm if I recall correctly, because I don't have the piece of paper I wrote it down on, but 
but I think it was 42 and a half days to get 42 and a half days played and 18 days played at the level cap. So 42 and a half minus 18 is how long it took me. That seems insanely long. Right. For the new like level eight, 800 hours played. Um, I guess so. Sure. You probably let it sit there and run your like auction house thing for a long time, though. No, yes. I I didn't do hardly any auction hauling at all with this character. But that that seems like the that seems like the amount of slash played time that a guy like you would accumulate over three or four years, not over. I played it really hard when I was when I was leveling. Huh. That's really surprising. Yeah, that's me. surprising to me as well. Because I thought the whole point of the new crazy leveling system was that it wouldn't take nearly as long. And that sounds like it took you 20 days. In- like, l- much, much longer than it took even in Vanilla WoW to get to that level. I did, yeah. um, I mean, I do tend to do a lot of, like, quests that... I do a lot of gray quests and, and stuff just out of interest of seeing the quests. Well, Riff has already played only one game for the rest of his life, and it is well. <laughs> that is a hard question to answer. I mean, you want something with a lot of variety. WarioWare. <laughs> <sighs> I think in sort of the modern oeuvre, I would probably pick Minecraft. Yeah, Minecraft, that'd be good. Maybe, because that maybe is something if I was, that you can... If, if you could get into uh, Dwarf Fortress, that would be a yeah. good choice. Yeah. Like, Minecraft is something that that you actively get to create things. It would be sad if you only got to play it by yourself, I think. But it is also a thing that just is continually generating new worlds and new environments, and that seems... I mean, you'd eventually run out. You'd get all the way to the edge Uh, of the playable territory in all directions. (laughs) And stuff gets really weird, even as you just get further and further away from the It's also, though, I mean... A version of Minecraft that had more, not not authored stuff, but more... Systems. Yeah, more systemically generated well, stuff than just the... But all of the mods that exist. Yeah, but does that, is that, is that part of this? I feel I like know. if you, I feel like if I'm not allowed to say, if I can't wow, play and wow, people if are I can't still play updating wow it. With all of the various UI adjustments and stuff, I don't know that... Yeah. That's a, that is such a tough question because like, you know, is Tetris a satisfying answer? Because that is a game that that will always be somewhat satisfying. Threes, no. Yeah, right. Like that's it's just not though. Uh, alternatively, what game do you wish you never played? I wish that I had never played The Binding of Isaac so that I could play mm, so Rebirth could... without yeah. the baggage of that. Like, so I could play what I think is going to be the better version of it without having the, the better version of it ruined by the fact that I played so much of it before. But that's a dumb answer. I don't know what game... It is so hard for me to say that I would never... Like, what thing I wish I had never done because everything that I have ever done has made me who I am. So, like, playing a game that I didn't enjoy might have also been a really important formative experience for Strider for the NES. <laughs> that was definitely not the best game. Um, 
Morgan Blair writes, Angry listeners mail. Regarding hats and items generally in Don't Starve, I knew immediately that Jake was completely wrong about the number of hats in that game because I distinctly recalled having at least two hats when I played the game. I just checked the wiki and there are in fact 16 different hats in the game and over 200 items total. You know, I got another really long rant from a dude saying about that I'm Starve. just wrong. Like, I still... <sighs> I watched Melissa play it for hours, and I really enjoyed seeing what she was doing. I, I kind of, like, watching her play made me really want to play it. I own it at this point. I just never downloaded it, and I'm super excited about messing around. It's It's got the a lot of the cool stuff about survival in Minecraft, but way more of that. Ah, uh, God. It's, just, like, I wish, I wish that I could articulate what it is that I find important about Minecraft that Don't Starve is just completely bereft of. Like, it... Ugh, man. So, in Minecraft, when you are, you know, chopping down your first tree to make your first pickaxe to, like, mine your first coal so that you can have a torch so that you can actually, like, do stuff, like, that set of systems seems very much like the first handful of, like, Chop down it. Right, tree. it is, but it is, but it is just that there is there is nothing to explore in. That's not true. Don't start. Like ah, God, it's there just, are weird shrines and huts and all kinds of crazy man, weird shit I, all over the environment. Like, there are all kinds of strange monsters. The further that you get away from where you started, like mine, Minecraft is a new and transcendent thing. Don't starve is an extremely limited subset of like. A Diablo one with worse art. Whoa! Like, it's not. It's it's different than Diablo one. It's very slightly. No, it's totally. It is very very slightly different than. There is no in Diablo one. There is no sense that you are attempting to to build a camp so that you can survive the night, right? Like, in in Don't Starve, so much of what you're doing is like gathering food and firewood and like resources like that. And then trying to get them back home without being attacked by a pack of wolves that like like that I, I don't that doesn't ring true of the Diablo experience to me at all. Like Diablo is like I have this established base of town where I am now going out on these excursions to explore other stuff and just get like more and more powerful as I like fight stuff and you know, fight Rakanishu and get cool stones of Jordan or whatever. Right? Like uh, I I mean I get you know I understand that people like it, but I just for for me for whatever reason, like because of what I get out of things like this, there is just no there there in that game. Uh, and I and I it's feel like so give it enough of a chance. I've played it for four or five hours, huh? And I saw the same ten things arranged completely unimaginatively over and over and over again for those four or five hours. So like, you like you built some traps and captured rabbits and yes there are like three trees there are fucking three trees that might be true like but there's a bunch of different biomes and the seasons change there there are not a bunch there are like three there's a there's more like eight or twelve because did you ever get to the like arctic sections did you get to the like weird swampy stuff did you get to the, the like the swampy stuff yeah i saw i mean it, like uh man i i don't know man because there's like, like there's shore there's 
forest. There's plains. There's... I, like I feel like I feel like a guy from Flatland <laughs> describing his experience of a thing to somebody who knows about that other dimension hmm. that I just can't see about this game. Like, yeah, I, the, I, the compa- like the comparison to Minecraft is insane in my mind. Weird. It is insane. They are orders of magnitude. This is like it is like it is like comparing a flea to a Volkswagen bus. <laughs> like yeah, they're both kind of rounded in the front and they both move on They both the, hop the ground, <laughs> but that's it. Like one of them I mean, one of them is, is, is just like different game i'm saying that there is an aspect of minecraft which which reminds me of the feeling that i had watching melissa play don't starve again not having actually played it myself right like yeah i mean like systemically like the number of different like things you can make or whatever in minecraft is you know i guess admittedly lower than the actual count of things that you can make. In that Don't might Star, not be but true like, in modern Minecraft because I haven't played it in two years. But like in Minecraft, you can move over a hill and see something completely different than what you saw before. Right. And in Don't Starve, it's just like there is there's less, just going to be there is less environment. There's just going to be this fucking ocean, and then oh, but that's it. It's not about. Can you get on a boat and go on that? Nope. Like it is not about the environment so much as it is using those resources to build the ever-increasingly hostile sorry, build uh, a defenses against the ever-increasingly hostile environment right? Like, like the environment in Minecraft is just not a threat but the environment 15 minutes but the environment in Don't Starve isn't increasingly hostile. Oh, it totally is it totally is how? The ghosts and the witches and the, like, packs of dogs and when shit. When does that shit show up? After like, a couple of days, like, like just a bunch of shit happens in that game like there is a bunch of shit to that game you just never saw. How? Where the fuck was I supposed to go to Dude, see this stuff? I don't like, know. It's... You didn't explore enough. Like you didn't get far enough afield or whatever. Like did you did you how many times did you die? Like how many characters did you unlock? Like I don't I don't know. I don't know like, what Like I unlocked two additional characters of the I think two that are okay. available. I think there are more than that, but again, to I, unlock, I mean, uh, like the reason that I didn't explore is because every time I went anywhere, it was just the literal exact same shit. It is indistinguishable. Every environment is indistinguishable from every other environment in that game, except for like, oh, this one has some like fucking bees in it or whatever. But like it's everything is exactly the same fucking color and looks like nothing and is no different than anywhere else except wow. oh well now I've built this thing that was expensive to build and it's just fucking permanently affixed there so I guess this is where I fucking live now like I mean, those are important choices to make you know but you don't get to make the choice like you can you only walk so far through fucking nothing before the first time it gets dark right like uh, man I I I continue I continue to just fail to understand what anybody sees about it because I do not like the, I feel like this is one of those things where it's like I'm arguing an opinion like I'm arguing my taste about something as though that is this objective fact but it's like it seriously makes me feel like I'm fucking crazy to hear anybody else talk about this game because it's like they were just playing the secret actual version of this game like 
the the idea that anyone would say don't starve in the same breath as Minecraft is fucking crazy to wow. me. Like, ah, it's so it is so weird. It is so weird. The art it is one percent the game that Minecraft is in terms of scope and potential things that can happen and ways for the player to express anything in it. That's such a a difficult statement to argue with because Minecraft is this kind of amazing infinite playground, whereas Don't Starve is a very constrained half-puzzle, half-sort-of-survival game. But there is a lot more to it. There are a lot more kinds of encounters that you can have in Don't Starve than exist in the Minecraft that I'm aware of, right? Like, I guess they've added a bunch of enemies and stuff in the past couple of years to Minecraft. I mean, it depends on what you mean by kinds of... There are like encounters. six different like, enemies in nothing, Minecraft or whatever, Nothing right? about the environment has any impact at all on how an encounter with something plays out in Don't Starve because nothing about the environment is anything. Well, you Everything is just a fucking swamp. flat plane. No, that's not true, though. Like, there are like all, like, there's, it's super cold down in the Arctic parts, right? So, like, that becomes a challenge. The, like the the distinction between night and day is important if you you know you have to the when it rains that does a bunch of stuff like it makes harder your fires like last less time and stuff like there's just there's a bunch of things going on right i it's your dismissal of it seems strange because it just doesn't feel like you managed to actually experience a lot of it and I don't know where that comes from. Like, just a belief that you had seen everything that, that was there to offer. And I'm like, it's like, I watched maybe an hour or two of play, and I just kept seeing new things. You know, and Melissa was played it for probably 20 hours or something. You know, like... Sure. I don't know. She unlocked a character that when she died she started playing as that character's twin and the first character that she died as came back as a ghost and followed her around. I was like, that's cool. Um, there's like all these weird like portals that you go through that are like weird, like teleport. The weird like worm buttholes on the ground. There's those things. There's, but there's also like strange, like, like, I don't know if they're like summoning stones or whatever. There's like weird places to do rituals and stuff. Like there's just a bunch of shit. There's just a bunch of shit in the world, and they're it's isolated and it's randomly generated. So I, you know, you, you might generate a world where that's really far away from where you start. Maybe I don't know. You know. I mean, so I did have an initial bad experience with it because I spent the first like three lifetimes in the game unable to make any tools because no flint ever spawned hmm. anywhere, and so I was just like, all right, well fuck the generation algorithms of this and I was disinclined to give it a chance based on that but like I wanted to enjoy it so I kept going back to it but then I was like alright I have built everything that and I cannot can't bl- be true though like, I, that's, like that's what's weird like there is a huge set of tech trees obviously like, like what, what's 200 items or whatever it, it's like people who it's like everyone I talk to about this, this game is, is speaking of the cave. a different 
language where huge means something that it doesn't mean when I use it. Like, you, there's no way you could have in four or five hours of play built everything. That's that's just that's just true. So I don't know where everything else comes from, but mm, there's more to it so. than that. Alex Phillips writes. Thank you for suggesting Calculords. I like gameplay, but the deck building is intimidating. It's hard to judge refinements to a deck when games take 10 plus minutes to play out. Yeah. Ironclad Tactics suffers from this, too. Is it possible to design a good deck game? Yeah, yeah I think Netrunner. So. Yeah, I mean, I... The thing that stops me from playing any Netrunner is that I am so intimidated by tr- trying to build a deck that I just <laughs> don't play at all. Like, I have played it... I've with played the, the, like, three decks. games of Netrunner, two with the starter decks that are suggested in the rules for learning to play the game and once with a deck that Nels made and I guess twice with two decks that Nels made and I will happily play that game if somebody else makes the deck but when it's like time to make a deck I think I don't know anything about how to do this it's constrained though right like you have a certain number of points that you can bring in from other like non-themed yeah. stuff. And then you just pick stuff from your theme things and you just think, well, yeah, maybe but some like, of so work together. Like, and I, I mean, I guess magic didn't teach you this in the beginning, right? Like, but I mean, in the, the computer versions of it do, because it'll be like, here, here's how we're going to tell you whether your right. deck is okay or not, mm-hmm. right? Like, you need like at least, you know, 11 to 15 lands and then the rest of your deck should be like two-thirds creatures and one-third spells or whatever and like, you know, it does... Like, I think Hearthstone is pretty good. Like, a game of Hearthstone takes three, four minutes if both people are playing fast. Right. Um, yeah, Calculords, the the amount of time that it takes to actually win yeah, is to frustrating. Puzzle, puzzle out your moves properly. Yeah. Because you get such a huge advantage by by being really careful, it's, it's rough. I really like what they were going for, but there's just too much math. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I think I would like it more if there was, if the the sort of meta structure of it was something simpler than this big three lane, everything piles onto everything else kind of thing, you know? I end up, like, just crazy overrunning my opponent every time, eventually. It just takes a while to get there. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's cool, and I'm glad that people are talking about it, and I hope that they made some money. As you level up, you get more numbers and cards, by the way. That's how you start getting more options. Yeah, no, I mean, I've, I've beat the starter oh, guy a couple times and got some extra cards and stuff, but it's like... No, no, I, no, you get more, like, nine, oh, nine oh, numbers and oh, okay. six cards at any given time. It seems like that would just make it even harder. Like, that yeah, well, adding more numbers to the mix, it just makes it even more a thing that is just going to make it, me it, crazy. It, yeah, if if you were stressed out with having six numbers to manipulate, then having a seven, eight, nine is going to drive you nuts. Mm. Uh, Brandon Douglas says, On a recent episode, Zach mentioned liking Bionic Commando, a platforming game with unusual physics in an era where everyone was trying to clone Mario. Are there any other games that have gone against the grain physics-wise that you guys like? Mm. I don't know that... I, I mean, I, I see what you mean that, about it having different physics, but I don't. it's not super different physics, right? I mean, there's just gravity is down. It's just you have a weird thing instead of a jump. Would you consider antichamber to be weird physics? Because it's, it is non... 
Euclidean the thing that is, space. The thing that is weird about that is, I, yeah, I would not, I would not describe that as the physics. I would describe it as geometry. Okay. Um, but I think, I mean, I think this question, the the spirit of this question, at least, is more about like things that bucked assumptions about what video games were. There are a handful of games where, like, you manipulate a three D world and then do some sort of transformation where you are now platforming based on like the shadows or the you know the arrangement of objects and those are kind of cool and that's like a maybe that's more geometry maybe that's not yeah but i mean i i think just just conceptually the way that i'm thinking about this is like games that tried that did something bold to i mean i guess you you are you are essentially saying the same thing with just a bunch more modern well so modern examples sonic different because like that's a game where you get going so fast that it's it's less about the platforming style gameplay and more about hitting jumps and stuff in like, and keeping the momentum up yeah, like keeping it, momentum. just doing the doing the timing and stuff yeah i mean but i didn't i didn't ever play any of those cuz i was a nintendo guy you could say braid for its use of it i mean it was sort of a platform but it really only used the platforming as an as a Platform, <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. Well, yeah, but as a as a platform for the temporal puzzles, for the temporal puzzles, or the other the various sorts of logical dilemmas and weird. I can't physics. think of anything else specifically like Bionic Commando in that regard, where it just subverts some particular thing about an established. Genre. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm just trying to like run through all the games from my childhood to see if like I can think of anything else that did something unusual. But I I, I didn't think about games as critically back then, so it's harder for me to. Mm. Not that I think about them particularly critically now. <laughs> I mean, I remember being kind of blown away by this text adventure that I played on the first sort of real DOS PC that we had. That was a I was based on the Fellowship of the Ring. Like it was just, it came with a copy of the Fellowship of the Ring in the box. Um, I think it might have been the company Magnetic Scrolls that made this series of it. And you could just issue the command at any time to just, you could just be like, become Sam. And then you would take control of Sam. Mm. Sort of like, Anyone who was um, in the fellowship, you could move between them. Like, yeah, like uh, uh, suspended. suspended or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Except that. It wasn't like weirdly constrained like that, you know. Like because suspended, it's like you're con- you're switching between control of the robots, and you have to like pay close attention to where they are. Like, didn't it give you a little map and some tokens to yeah, yeah. keep track of where you'd left? It's like this guy can't see, but he can manipulate things, and this guy can see but not hear or whatever. Mm-hmm. This was more just like you would become incapacitated, and then you would have to become Sam to like attack whatever was attacking you or whatever. Hmm. Also, anything... I remember being impressed with the degree to which entities in that game were systematized. I wouldn't have been able to articulate that, but, like, basically anything could kill anything, and it would it would just say, with one swift blow, X cleaves Y's skull. So, we're huh. like, you could even do it to yourself. You could attack yourself. With one swift blow, you cleave your skull. Like, wow, good... That's, that's, that's a hardcore suicide there. Yeah. <laughs> What about like a first-person shooter that removes the jump verb? 
right? Like that. I remember. I well, I remember. I like. I I am still jarred every time I play a game like Dear Esther or Gone Home at when I can't jump. But I mean, jumping was a late game addition to the. I mean, because Doom you couldn't sure. jump, and Doom Two you couldn't jump, and Doom Three you couldn't use a flashlight and a gun at the same time. <laughs> um, could you jump in Duke Nukem? I think you could. I don't remember. Duke Nukem wrong. didn't... Maybe I don't think that Duke Nukem had true 3D spaces, right? Like, I don't was, think that... It was weird. They could fake, like, a hallway that went under another hallway, but it wasn't real. Yeah, it had that sort of... It did it the way Marathon 1 did, I think. Yeah, there was... If you tried to build a spiral staircase, all hell went... All hell broke loose because you're, you could not see... A place that was above another place, right? And if you if you could, the engine just went bonkers. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what like something as simple like this is a platformer where you can't jump, right? right. That's yeah. You know, a boy in his blob huh? was was sure. really like sort of convention defying, but it sucked. Yeah. So it's harder to. It's harder to get behind that. Master Blaster was different. Like that was like the split gameplay. It was between. like a bunch of different games all at once. Yeah, because you were the guy outside the thing, and there was a lot of game there too. There was. Like, I like I had that. I was really excited about it as a kid. I really like the way that it looks, and I have some fond memories of playing it. But I don't actually think that it was very good. Really? We should go back to it and try it. But I don't. Yeah, put like, that on the list. That'd be. I, as I recall, the sort of interior spaces, like the sort of dungeon crawly bits, were not. They Super weren't interesting. very interesting, and they weren't very solid gameplay wise. They were definitely secondary to the vehicle bits. But I remember the vehicle was a little weird because it had a hard time. Like once you had gotten to the bottom of like a, a watery section, it was really hard to get back up out because you had to like jump, like find a bunch of platforms in the right places and mm. stuff right because you couldn't just freely swim around as the vehicle at least not at the beginning mm. am, I, am I making that up I don't know I don't remember a ton like it was one of you know it was one of maybe a dozen NES games that I owned as a kid but I honestly don't remember that much about it okay. and I feel like I would have played it more if it had been good <laughs> I feel like it was probably overly ambitious. Like, yeah, I, I also have fond memories of it, but I don't know that I ever finished it. But even then, it's like, like that. that is more just like, this is doing more things as opposed to this is, yeah. this is turning some particular convention on its head. Hmm. Well, that cool silence probably indicates that it's time to end this show. I'm yeah. tired and I want to go home. Okay. And lay down on a bed and then maybe be unconscious for a few hours. <laughs> okay. It's a thing I do every once in a while. I oh, know, huh. you know, a lot of people criticize me for being weak against this vice. Gentlemen, I've had a wonderful time recording this episode of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real mm -hmm. soon. Oh, hey, Kevin, if somebody wanted to send a listener's mail, how would they do it? They could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. They could email us V. Video games hot dog at gmail.com? Fuck. VG hot dog at gmail.com? VG hot dog at gmail.com. Jesus Christ. I haven't done this in a while. Uh, and 
uh, our website, which has a place for you to submit questions, which is super handy, is uh, videogameshotdog.com. At VGHotDog, VGHotDog at gmail.com, VideogamesHotDog.com. .HotDogNet.com. Exactly. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Good night. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is just to say I have eaten the lums that were in the icebox. See, that would sound super weird if the filter was actually removing that sound entirely. And then every time we talk about going to the movies, people think we're just eating corn. Ah, corn. <laughs>